I'm Jess. I'm Jem. We are the OQR. We're working mums in our 30s with a passion for empowering women. Come on a journey with us down the rabbit hole exploring all topics sex and sexuality. And join us for conversations with guests on an array of topics and O moments. Hey friend. Hey friend. Welcome back to the OQR. We are here with episode number 10 today. Um, with our new branding, we've had a couple of interviews the last um, few weeks that you would have heard with some really interesting information from some beautiful people. How's your week been? Um, yeah, all right. Getting back into the flow of things and feels kind of like normalcy. That's not a word, but I'm going to make it one. It is normalcy now. is returning to my life. So <laughs> I, I, I do, whilst I try not to be too structured, my aim for this year is to just be more flow and just be okay with what life throws at me. I do like to have a little bit of structure, so it's kind of finding that that balance for me more so this year. So Definitely. Yeah, it's been good. What about yours? It's been good. Back yeah. to work, kids back at school, yep. things are settling, sports are starting, you know, yes. yeah, yeah, that yeah, kind of stuff. But it's been good. It's been good. Let's awesome. talk about today. I know. Today Very exciting. So exciting. Um, so today we are doing another guest speaker podcast and we are going to delve into the area of polyamory, which believe it or not, I have had to mentally train myself how to learn how to say that word. <laughs> well, I guess there's different polys, work. right? So if we just said poly, our poly guests might be able to yeah. explain the differences to us. Yeah, so polyamory, so excited because we have a guest speaker here who's going to uh, take us through the concept and the idea because, to be honest, me and Jess haven't never explored this concept, so we're total newbies to this. But yeah. um, we just want to welcome Guy, who has graciously agreed to come on and just teach us. Teach us the ways of polyamory. (laughs) (laughs) It's great to be here. Thank you. Welcome. So um, before we start, Guy, we like to do a little icebreaker game. And we want to know what your porn star name would be. Okay. So the idea is that your first name will be your first pet. Unless he has one that he wants to share. Oh, unless you have a porn star name. Maybe you have a porn star name. I don't know. But... Okay, so I go to a point where I can't be classified as a porn star because any material that I have actually made in that criteria of sexy fun time (laughs) has not actually been paid for. So you can't actually probably call me a porn star. Not professionally, at least. (laughs) I don't have the whole physique of being a star. (laughs) You're a star now. You know, I kind of look like that blurry kind of Sasquatch kind of guy in the background. (laughs) That's me being a porn star. So any recordings I have doing during sexy fun time has been unpaid. So (laughs) alas, not a porn star being classified as a porn star, but I can give you my porn star name, which in this regards would be Penrose Alice. Oh, is it pen name? Is the pet name first? Pet name, or the first. Name pet first? name, then the street. Yeah. That, so it'd be Alice Penrose. Oh, <laughs> that's so beautiful. Which and actually feminine. does sound like a porn name. It fully does. We've had some crackers too. I love I it. Think that's, that's good. Yeah, that's the most feminine one we've come across. And for those who can't see, because we're doing a Zoom session here, for those who can't see, guy. He is, um, he's got this big burly beard and a shaved head and, <laughs> you know, very masculine looking. So Alice Penrose yeah. is, is very I'd love to misleading. See, I'd love to see that outfit. <laughs> Alice's outfit. Well, I, I, Alice's I, yeah, outfit. I, I, then, like, my outfits that I do actually have for certain sexy fun times is nothing close to being any what, oh, Benjamin. I love it. Or Alice awesome. related. Oh, oh right. related, yeah. I'm so excited about this. Let's just get into it. So, Guy, please, we're amateurs here. We're newbies. We have no idea. Take Fill us into brains. the world. What the heck is polyamory? Okay, so it's it's really easy to understand. I'll just break it down and do the basic 101 intro to polyamory. Right. Look, it's polyamory, not to be confused with poly... Um, polygamy? Uh, being polygamy. Which is different. Polyamory, um, if when you break it down, the words poly and amory 
poly being many, amory being love. So many loves okay. when you want to break it down to the scientific, you know, genres of the names. Yep. It is, polyamory is the ability to have an ethical relationship with multiple people. Or another word of saying it is ethical non-monogamy, right. which is really okay. yeah, probably an easy way to actually explain to people. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because we understand that you know people can have multiple relationships without another person knowing. We call that cheating, but <laughs> or being an open relationship. But this is ethical non-monogamy. Okay. okay. It yeah. It, it as simple as that is. It's the ability to actually have more than one. Um, relationship with another person yeah and they, uh, they more than one know. or two or three it's yeah. it's it's the sky's the limit it's it is having relationships out of the criteria of just one person with another person of monogamy so where is actually having more love whereas swinging would be more no love more just about the sex uh, yeah so swinging or just having an open relationship is based on sexual um congress with another person it's just sexual based which you know swinging can come into the field of polyamory as well swinging is actually having you know sexual um congress with other people like you know um if you have your partner and you've had sex with another couple or you actually have sex with another person without your um better half right mm-hmm. so that's swinging or you can convert it with open relationships. Yep. Right? We find that people with open relationships actually have, um, uh, no, it's nothing wrong with having open relationships. It's just that they actually have less rules or um, less uh, requirements of the other person than, you know, what ethical non-monogamy is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so if um, you're polyamory, polyamorous, is, you've yeah. got, um, Maybe a, um, um, you have to correct me if I'm wrong. So you might have a wife yeah. and three girlfriends. Yeah, you can have a wife and three girlfriends. Yeah. You can have a wife, a girlfriend, and a boyfriend. You have okay. two boyfriends and a girlfriend. You can have, and here's the kicker, you can have no partners whatsoever and you can still be a person who is polyamory. Okay. Even though you're not in an active relationship, oh, doesn't okay. mean that you are not person that practice polyamory okay right okay cool what's okay can you take us like um if you're willing to share um what your current relationships stand at absolutely look um at the moment i am in a relationship um i have a wife who i'm a committed relationship with and i have a girlfriend who i'm in a relationship with as well too yep and we at the actually current moment actually live all together under a house or under a household yeah. like my girlfriend lives in the granny flat and um, my wife lives in the main house and okay. i actually live in either house okay That's so, how yeah. did you how did this come about for you how did you enter into this lifestyle okay so people enter it in many different forms um my path was actually from um, a continuation f- when I was actually exploring my sexual, you know, uh, um, journey. So at a point, uh, me and my wife were actually swingers. Mm-hmm. So we were actually swinging um, and going to parties and meeting people. And we actually um, developed a taste for um, kink and BDSM. But Again, another story. I won't um, <laughs> diverge into that right now. But we were swinging. And when we were swinging, um, we were going to parties, private events, and, you know, um, commercial events as well. And we actually had quite a lot of fun, you know, and um, a great time and connecting with people at this private event. And actually, you know, besides actually going to these events and meeting other people and having sex with them, um, my wife and I were actually, you know, forming relationships and friendship with people, even without the sex. And I've actually made some great friendships with people in the scene of swinging, and I still actually have those friendships now. Yeah. So we're making these friendships, and of course, we're both having sex and having great time. But then it started to come to a point where 
we were actually kind of, you know, when we went to these parties, we were actually looking forward more to seeing our friends and, you know, mm-hmm. socialising with these people more than just the sex. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we're thinking when, okay, this is, this is interesting. Like, you know, we're both swingers, we're going to these events and sometimes we're actually having more fun and having great times being sociable with these people than just the sex, which was like, you know, in the swinging world, like, um, like you know, hardcore swingers would actually say that, you, you know, you don't get emotionally attached to anyone because, you know, it's just sex. Mm-hmm. That's what just people who want to swing, that's one of their major rules. Yeah. But me and tomorrow are breaking these rules and, you know, making friendships and, you know, getting, you know, being intimate and um, connecting with these people. And we actually found out, you know, this is where we're taking this further than swinging. We're actually getting connected with these people and building relationships and friendships. And, and that's where we actually found this world of polyamory. And we're looking at it and we're going, this is amazing. Like, not only can we have, you know, sexual, you know, fun times with people, we can actually form these awesome friendships and relationships with these people and be ethical about it because we're open about it. And yeah. it just kind of snowballed from there. And we started meeting people and um, it- finding other like-minded people and being non-ethical uh, non-monogamy. So and is it something where this it's, world is amazing? At the start, though, you would have had a. Com- I'm, I'm asking the question. Sorry, where you would have a conversation and go, you know what? You're my forever person. You're mm. the person who I'm committed to forever. But let's explore other, you know, your sexy fun time mm. plus relationships and emotional attachments to other people. Is that yeah. sort of the conversation you had yeah, to have at the, the start? Yeah, the conversation go. Yeah, when you so with your wife. this is where when couples kind of come across this thing and it's, it's, it can be scary for a lot of people. Like, you know, we're, we're entering into something that is not normal. It's different and and it is scary. It it can be, you know, deal breakers for people. And, um, for some people it, it ends relationships and for others, Mm -hmm. it, you know, it actually, you know, makes relationships stronger. Yeah. Um, so, uh, one thing we should say is like polyamory is not for, you know, just a hobby or the faint hearted. It, if you're going to be going into polyamory, it's going to be a committed and, you know, mm. talked about subject. It, it is something that you can't half ass yep. because if you yep. start half assing it, that's when a lot of problems start popping their heads up. Yeah. So Every, when, all cards are on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So me and my wife entered this in and we did a lot of talking about it. And luckily for us, we both had a mutual, um, you know, uh, liking to actually form these um, these friendships and relationships with people yeah. together. Where with other couples where, you know, one person attaches to another person, but your partner doesn't attach themselves to that person. And, you know, you might, you know, start getting batting heads because there might be a bit of personality difference. Um, And that's where we find some um, couples in problems. But for me and my wife, we actually started actually having this mutual interest in these other people. But then we kind of realised that, oh, if we're going to be forming these relationships and these, you know, these friendships with these people, we're not not exclusive to each other anymore, are we, in the practical sense? And yes, you're not exclusive to these people, but it doesn't actually make your current relationship any less than what it was before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just different. Yeah. And so in doing that, before you met your girlfriend does your wife or did she need to almost sign off on that person like does she, yeah, have, does she to have to meet her meet and, and agree or do they along? not have to know each other at all is is there rules around that no well okay so in polyamory there's 
when we start actually unfolding polyamory, there is a lot of sub matter topics that you rabbit can holes. jump into. We love rabbit holes. We call them Go. rabbit holes. <laughs> Do, uh, rabbit holes. We okay. Rabbit holes. This isn't just rabbit holes. It's a bloody rabbit, Warren. There are so <laughs> many holes and there are so many bunkers. There are so many tunnels. There are. It goes deep. It goes really deep. Okay. Okay. So when we look at things like that, um, this is where we look at things like couple privilege okay that's when then we get a couple who are polyamory but they um, one person gets a another girlfriend boyfriend but they call them their secondary because their primary partner gets veto power over the other person now polyamory people some like this some don't okay and for me you, people shouldn't get privilege over other people when it comes to a romantic interest. Yeah. For me, it should be the same, okay? As long as everyone needs a met, as long as everyone is ethical and everyone is getting the support they are getting from the other person, then for me, that's all thumbs up. For other couples, when they have invoked couples privilege, then, you know, if one person is dating their girlfriend and their primary partner says, wait, no, I'm not happy about what you're doing at the moment, you need to change this, they invoke the couple privilege privilege over that person. Right. For some people that works, for others it don't. Personally myself, that does not work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So for me, it has to be level across the table. Yeah. Or, uh, and then we have a something called kitchen table poly, which is another rabbit hole that we can visit another time. <laughs> um, this this topic that you're talking about now is actually um, more very very highly sought of uh, um, more concentrated in people who's swing, where you have a primary couple who go have sexual congress with other people yeah. but as a unit and as a couple they have you know powers that over other people saying well i don't want you swinging with this particular person because i don't trust them so don't go to them yeah or you know um please be safe and when you do this you know activity please be safe using um contraceptive aids of like a b and c yeah mm-hmm. things like that with polyamory for us it's a bit different it's a bit more free-flowing okay yeah. you have the ability to be in love and love who you want as long as you're ethical about it yeah and mm-hmm. your current partner's needs are being met okay so and you could say it's like swing but a hell of a lot more complicated and but and you would from what you just explained then it's not the kind of thing where you would bring both parties together both partners together as such oh no 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 <laughs> no, no 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 he says <laughs> you can okay so then we what you're talking about is different relationship styles okay okay so let's just start with your normal couple um mr and mrs yep. smith okay they're together that is monogamous relationship now let's say mr smith finds herself another partner, okay? Yeah. So now you've got three people yep. in a, you know, what we mm-hmm. call a, um, a V relationship. Yep. Okay. So Mrs. Smith is at the top, and then you've got Mr. Smith and boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a V relationship. Now, let's say Mr. Smith and boyfriend A develop a relationship together for themselves. Okay. Which is a possibility. So now we have a triangle. So then oh, you've, yeah. we've got a triangle. Yep. Okay, yeah. cool. No, not all your typical love triangle that no. we see in soccer yeah, yeah, yeah. so much. Yeah, no, no. This is a this is actually a love triangle or a, a, or some people call it a triad. Okay. So all three people are together in a ethical relationship and share everything together. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
and I've known people in these relationships and I've actually known people who actually have kids involved as well. Yep. Where we've had a a married couple yep. have a girl together yep. and in a relationship as a triad. Yep. And actually both girls actually have had children yep. to this one man. Okay. So, which is different to so, polygamy because you're not married to both of them. Mm. No. No? Yeah. Okay. So polygamy, we don't see in this country because um, technically polygamy is outlawed because in this country, it is marriage in between one person and another person because yep. we've actually had, you know, we now have the ability to actually marry people of the same sex, yep. which is great. We love that. But only one other person so polygamy is actually a man marrying many wives. Right. So it's polyamory. To uh, polyandry. Okay, I've got to get these names right. Andry. Polyandry is where a woman has many male husbands. Okay. Right, okay. Let, let me just take so, note of that one. So, so I want to polygamy. become a poly... Polygamy is the wife one with the many yeah. husbands. Andrew, so we've got polygamy, right. which is um, right, a man married man, to uh, more than one wife at a time. Polyandry is a woman married to more than one husband at a time. All right. And polygamy, polyamory, is one. Polyamory one, is you married to one ethical person. Non-monogamy. Good. Which. Okay would wow. be in the same uh, if you want to try and break it down as semantics it is can be the same thing it yep. can be not the same thing but yep. yeah yeah you, you, you can go right into terminology if you really want to but hmm. polyamory is where we're concentrating all our efforts where we actually have ethical non-monogamy okay. so if a couple decided that this is something that they wanted to try out mm -hmm. how would they yep. Would what they would they start? do? Where yeah. do they start? What are, what are you okay. doing? Okay, so one of the rules in um, poly is that you communicate, mm -hmm. then you communicate, mm -hmm. and then after that, you communicate some more. <laughs> I like that. Communication when it comes to polyamory is vital, and we can't, as veteran poly people, we can't have that into new people enough. Mm -hmm. You must talk about everything, everything, every little kind of naggle, little feelings, anything that's happened in your life, anything that, you know, everything and anything must be talked about. Yep. Okay. It is one of the key things you must have for a successful polyamory relationship is you must communicate. Um, a lot of people, one of the pitfalls is non-communication or miscommunication. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a lot of things that we must explain to our partners is our feelings because this is all what it's all about, you know? Mm -hmm. We're with these people, it makes us feel happy. We get all those little happy kind of dopamine drugs pumping through our body, you know? It, we, we, it's the love drug that we were addicted to. Now, that's an emotional you know, response is being happy, being loved, that's an emotional response. But emotions must be talked about with your partners, okay? Because if anything goes wrong, you know, it's bad. The thing about poly is that it's hard, but it is rewarding as well. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. you anything have these great hard. relationships Oh, sorry, I think I hear something in the background. Like, <laughs> these relationships are great, but um, they take time and effort, you know. But, you know, when you do get those rewards from your spoils of having a non-monogamous um, ethical relationship, they're great. Like, you have multiple partners. It's great. But you must communicate your feelings to your partner when you're feeling great. When you, there's something wrong and you're feeling bad about something because something happened, you must communicate that with your partner. Yeah. And yeah, we yeah, it's communication is something that you must talk to your partners about. Amen. Even, and in it any is actually something that you have to learn. Yeah. Like a lot of people 
think that they're in, and this has actually happened to myself. Like I thought me and my wife, we talked about everything. And then when I started a relationship with my girlfriend, we found out this shit that we weren't actually talking about that we didn't even know that we needed to talk about. Yeah. You know, about our feelings, about our expectations, about our needs not being met. Yeah. And we only kind of learned how to do that by actually practicing polyamory. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's points of our lives where we go, oh, shit, I really could have done that better or man, that was a bad time in my life, but I'm great at going through it. But yeah, it, it's just something that you have to really kind of learn on the go. You can read lots of books about it. You can listen to a lot of podcasts about it, read a lot about it on forums, but until you actually practice it, you don't quite understand how much communication is important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, any relationship definitely, but I feel like, yeah, it'd be on double time considering you have the numerous relationships. So can you tell us... Um, Sorry, before you just move, yeah. because you mentioned that, having, how do you, does it get at times, I guess, emotionally overwhelming or overwhelming because you'd have that input from two different people or multiple different people at the same time. So you're trying to care and nurture for their feelings and you feel like, oh, yeah. I've really done this and I feel crap because, and you think, crap, mm. I've told one person and not the other, or, you know, like in day-to-day -day life, you'd come home mm. from work at my house and be like, oh, this happened today and I'm really pissed off at this person, blah, blah, blah. Do you have to have the same conversation twice or? With, yep, and um, I'm really glad that you brought this up because this actually um, tips on to something we could, or what that I like to actually involve in my relationships is kitchen table poly. Now, with um, every relationship, of course, that you have one person in between two other people. Yeah. And jumping back and forth, um, you know, she says this, he says this, and communicating to another person, it's almost like a form of Chinese whispers where, yeah. you know, the truth kind of changes in, yep. you know, conveying that to the other people. And I've actually tripped up a few times with this where I've actually one person said this and I've actually kind of to try and convey to another person, but it's been miscommunicated yeah. and it's caused more problems. Yeah. Oh, okay. So what I have in my relationship is something called kitchen table poly. So that means that with me, when I'm in relationship with other people and if I actually end up getting more people involved or um, my partners actually have other partners, we like to actually be able to sit around the kitchen table and speak openly, honestly, with all people considered. Yep. That's what we call kitchen table poly. That's good. Some people do it. Some people um, rather not do it. Some people love it, like myself. And it makes it a lot easier when it comes to communication. Yeah. So my wife and my girlfriend and I can sit around the kitchen table and go, okay, I have a problem. This is how I feel. What do you guys think of this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you don't have to feed it to and one and then feed it to the it, other. And, yeah. yeah, and it makes it a lot easier and it makes, you know, saves a lot of time and it makes, you know, it, it, and it makes sense for us. It does. Yeah. For other people um, where one um, partner would not like to communicate with another partner, they don't like to do that, so... They don't have kitchen table poly yeah. and it makes it harder for the person in between to communicate, which for some people it works, for others it doesn't. For me, I prefer kitchen table poly. And because I'm, I'm getting rabbit holing now. If Yeah, yes, that's fine. If, um, it is, if any of these questions are too much, please just let us know. If you're, for example, in the, in the main house and your girlfriend says, you know what, I'm actually, I'm ready right now. Is it like, no, it's your night to be up with your wife or you can, she can yes. give you a call or? Mm -hmm. Now, uh, another thing for veteran Polly is the, um, the fabled shared Google calendar. <laughs> and we have a shared Google calendar. So um, for other people, they free ball it 
Yep. Um, for myself, I'm, I like to be more organized. So we actually have um, set calendar dates. Yep. So we have set date nights for perspective, uh, our partners. Yep. So my wife and I, we have date nights on Friday night. Yep. And my girlfriend and I, we have date nights on Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. And we have family dinner where we all get together and have family dinner together where one person cooks for all of us. That happens on a Wednesday night. Oh, okay. Yep. And, um, you know, Monday nights are free, you know, wild cards kind of thing. Um, th- um, Tuesday nights, again, another thing. And when it comes to weekends, we actually have weekends that we I spend with one particular partner. Like one weekend, that's my wife. One weekend, that's my girlfriend. One weekend, I have a date with myself. We're actually spending. Oh, I love that. I love that. I'm, I'm yeah. doing that. Why don't Why I don't date, do myself? Do I date myself? I have a date with myself. I do. I, you know, I'm I'm very bad when it comes to self care, and my partners have to always prompt me to make sure. I'm doing self-care for myself. Oh, I love me some self-care. So we've actually designated a weekend for myself where I have a date with myself. I can go for a bike ride. I can go to, you know, meet up with my friends. Hey, I could even go to a all-male gay bathhouse <laughs> of my liking that's in a particular area, and I won't mention names or the names of this particular venue yep. that sometimes I might like to actually go visit. I may like to go and, you know, see a, a concert. I, well, Whatever. at the moment with COVID, these it's things tricky. are actually off the table, but, But it's you know, your time I, to do whatever you want without feeling guilty. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So oh, I should be here with this we're person. We're all I having be there. our times and our needs met by the other person. I think every single person over the age of 18 should have a self-care weekend once a month. I think every single like, over the age of 18 should date themselves so they develop a relationship yes. with themselves yeah. and learn to love yes. themselves. Because how the fuck, sorry, can you learn to love someone else before you learn to love yourself? 100%, yeah. Before you know exactly. who you are and just develop that healthy relationship with yourself. We're not shaming yourself. We're not putting yourself down. Yeah. We're not like just hating judging, on judging, yourself. Judging, judging, judging. Yeah. Is it time to actually recharge your own batteries? Is it time to actually find out who you are? What do you like? Yeah. Hell, you might even find another partner when you go out on a date on yourself and go out and have a drink Mm -hmm. by yourself. Yeah. You know, you may want to just sit at home and watch, you know, Westworld season three on the couch and eat potato chips and be, you know. I like that date too. Wait, watching (laughs) what? What are you watching? Uh, well, Westworld season three. Or, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to jump in uh, in a sec in when it comes to Netflix Fidelity because that is, that is a thing. What? What's Netflix Fidelity? Netflix Fidelity. I'll, I'll get into that in a sec. Right, so right, anyway, yeah. you've got to make sure you take care of yourselves. You spend time with yourself. Yes. Okay? Because you can get something called um, empathy fatigue. Yeah, right. uh, common in the community services yeah. world, everyone hits it. Empathy fatigue is something that actually happens and people don't know about. Yeah. Where you actually are caring so much for people that you're doing it so much that at the end, you don't actually have anything left to give. Yep. Yep. And I this actually with my, um, my time working in the RSPCA. I actually came across empathy fatigue yep. and luckily I actually had that experience of actually get oh well it wasn't a great experience but I actually learned from it where you can give so much for so many people so many things that you have nothing left to give mm. anyone yeah. including yourself yeah yep empathy fatigue is yeah. yeah it's huge now and I feel like it's only just coming to the surface and being being discussed now but like so for 10 years I've been in community services either like caseworking, counselling, um, hopefully soon psychologist but empathy fatigue like I remember it, it it existed back then but it wasn't addressed and so there wasn't like now we have to do training about identifying burnout and empathy fatigue we have to see you know the EAP the um, employment um, uh, crap, forgot what it's called. But anyway, we have to see supports. We have to do training around it. It's like it's a so much better 
now but yeah I feel like it's only sort of just being scratched on the surface but it's interesting you say that 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 you need to look after yourself so you don't get it in the aspect of your relationships yeah and it's really important to know these things because in polyamory everything's like you have you know one partner and you have another partner so you have the energy of two partners no it's not doubled when you're in two relationships the energy that you actually have for this relationship isn't just doubled it's squared Mm. there are so many variables that people don't actually understand that comes to actually having more than one ethical relationship that you don't consider and factor so it is um and, and this is another saying that people in poly actually say is um love is infinite but time is finite oh i love that sorry it is something <laughs> no, that you must understand that it's home though right yes home. having two relationship is great and the love and everything that you have is not just doubled it's tripled you know you get this sense of i've got multiple girlfriends and everyone knows about everything it's not cheating i can go down to the local pub or the cafe with both my partners at the same time holy shit, this is fucking amazing but you must understand there is that you must maintain these relationships as well yeah don't get this relationship just for a status symbol like another gold chain around your neck these are living breathing humans that you actually are interacting with absolutely so what would you say if i had could ask what do you think um this type of relationship style has done for your confidence and self-esteem has it had any change on it or very much so like initially i didn't actually have a lot of self-esteem and you know i i didn't actually have the ability of actually talking to other people but when it comes to the world of swinging and um, kink, especially with when it comes to kink and BDSM, my self-confidence became great. It became bigger. It became something that I was quite fluent in. I actually found myself in is, holy fuck, I am this person. I This is who I am. And like it kind of you know, snowballed from there. And it actually became great it must yeah it increased my self-confidence mm-hmm. but that's me yep but yep. other people who've actually entered into polyamory it's actually had the reverse effect oh, they, okay. you know they've actually entered into a relationship with one partner got more partners and then it's all kind of formed into one giant nuclear bomb and everything's gone kaput and they've ended up with nothing yeah um, which i've actually um, I've actually had people in polyamory who've actually experienced this where they've had, you know, multiple partners and it's just ended up in a giant fiery mess yeah. and they've ended up with no one. Yeah. Yeah. So just hearing so, you speak about different people and their experiences, it sounds like there's a bit of a community that has been established. Is, is that absolutely. right? Like a support system? Yeah. Well, you, you see that polyamory has a community involved yeah. for the for the sole reason that it's not socially accepted as yet it's no. not even heard of as yet yeah yeah you look at you know um 60s 70s 80s when it comes to the lgbtqi plus yeah. community <clears throat> they had to have a community because back then it was illegal to be gay yeah it was you know uh, we're talking about semantic when it comes to different states and whatnot but yes it was not socially acceptable to be gay back then yeah or to be um, a lesbian to be bisexual to be a homosexual you know to be queer you were the back then it was people were killed over that so they've actually end up forming communities because they were you know a minority yeah Hence why the polyamory um, community has developed, although we don't actually have the same, you know, hurdles as the LGBTQI plus people had back then. Yeah. We don't have the same hurdles. We don't have the same heartache. We don't have the same, you know, 
fear is what they do, but we're not socially accepted as yet. Yeah. And there, you know, there, there are still, you know, a few people who think, oh, you know, a guy having multiple girlfriends, that's cheating. Or, uh, you know, uh, multiple um, spouses being married. Oh, that's not legal here. That's what they do in, you know, um, the Middle East. No, no, this is ethical non-monogamy. So because of this, you'll find that people like this form own communities to find like-minded individuals that help support people, mm. you know, to share their experiences, to share you know, information to teach each other, to support each other. Now, one people might actually, you know, have a bad breakup, but they get over it from the support of their peers. So there is a, yes, there is a, um, I wouldn't say it's a large community at this time, considering how many people there are in this country, but there is a community there and it's not getting smaller. It's only getting larger by each time. And how do we find So I myself actually run a, um, a community in the Western Sydney area. Yeah. And we have social events, not this time we have online events because of COVID, but we have events and we have social events and we have discussion nights and we have a online presence so we can actually communicate to each other and share, you know, funny antidotes or memes or articles in our group so it actually you know it's a it's a basis of the community there and how do we how do i say we but how do our listeners find yeah. these support groups if it's something that they need help with what, what how do you if do you, you type in poly, if you go to for example you go to facebook mm-hmm. and type in polyamory mm-hmm. yep. you'll find a number of different community sites and okay. pages okay. and groups that they can join or just read articles about. You jump on Google, you'll find the same as well. Hell, it, it, there are there have been books written about this. There have been papers written about this. There are podcasts. There are yeah. people with videos. There are there is a heavy online presence, which is luckily for us of the age of internet, has given us an ability to form these communities a lot easier and you know have a lot more connection yep so great so and it's in. really great because without these connections these groups wouldn't be able to exist yeah yeah okay cool um you said you're going to go back to netflix fidelity i'm still really curious <laughs> as to what that was. okay so you'll, you'll find that people in um multiple relationships always have you know, their Friday nights, Monday nights, Tuesday nights, where they sit together and they watch their certain programs together. Yeah. But you'll find that if you like a program with one partner, you'll find that maybe the other partner likes it or likes another show. <laughs> so if you with on a date night with one partner and you've watched an episode of Mad Men, but your other partner wants to watch the same episode, then you've got to rewatch it again. Oh. <laughs> or do you watch it all together? Yeah. And then when we do that, we watch, a, a, you know, um, me and my girlfriend, we're watching at the moment Yellowstone. Yeah. Oh, I love and, that And um, me and my wife at the moment, we're watching um, what we, uh, Cobra Kai. Yep. Cobra Kai is and, so good. <laughs> you know, and there's been shows where we watch it together. So if one pun at the time isn't available, we're not allowed to watch that show. Oh, that's has that ever been broken? Has someone broken yes. that? Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I have broken that rule. A oh, you've broken it. All right. Yes. Does I've, it get brought up I've, at the I've, kitchen? I've, at the kitchen? Yeah, it was um, the in the time talk? of Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> and I, I think I was sick at the time and I kind of sat there by myself, bored at home. So I started actually watching Boardwalk Empire and I jumped Surely ahead. Surely that like, doesn't count. Them. Yeah, you're sick. If you're sick. <laughs> yeah, well, but then there's shows that I like to watch by myself that my partners do not like to watch. Yeah, so that's your date like night by yourself time. show. Yeah. <laughs> I like it's, it. uh, it's my by myself show, like the yeah. regular show or Adventure Time or, you know, Adventure Archer. Time. Like, I like a lot of cartoons. Like. Yeah. But yeah. Here's, here's the thing. Um, my wife and my partner 
they have a TV show that they like to watch together. Yeah. I don't like this show, but they love it. So they watch it together without me. So they have a basically their own relationship happening at the same time. Yes. So they they have their own um, relationship together. They're not in a committed, you know, emotional relationship together. Yeah. But they're very close. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. You could you could even uh, if you want to go, um, you could what an asexual relationship with each other. Yeah. You know. They can, they love each other. They won't be intimate together, but they can love each other. Yep. Yeah, yeah. we got it. And so they'll sit there, both on the couch, crocheting yeah. and watching Call the Midwife and crying <laughs> and having, you know, lovely moments guy. where they're connecting with people on the screen. And I'm sitting there going, fuck this. <laughs> so I'm going to the shed and I start building something or I go into the other house and play PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, fair but enough. They're sitting there, both of them crocheting away and watching Call of Midwife and just bawling because something happened. I don't I, know. That sounds so, like your live-in bestie. Yeah. To me, it sounds great. <laughs> it, it, it is. It's almost like a live-in bestie. Yeah, no. But for, luckily for us, we have a house and a granny flat. So, yep. um, you There's know, one can go to the other house, one can go to the other house. We can all separate it. Yep. It, it, it works. you got your space. It, it works very really well for us at the moment. All right. Was there more? Do we I know, have? No, no, I think that's pretty good. Like, there is another avenue that I want to get into, but I feel like... It's a whole different episode. Yeah, you mentioned before kink and things like that, and we haven't actually chatted to anyone yet about kink. So would you be open, Guy, to maybe coming back on another episode to discuss the world of kink and things like that? Is this a... Absolutely. And just like, you know, the worn <laughs> holes of polyamory, kink just this deep is it like fetishes yes oh fetishes bdsm dns relationships oh next episode daddy baby girls um submissive mistresses dominatrixes across the board there is a lot to learn great um and i know that we're in the world of being podcast but if i just pan across a bit Take us on a tour for those who can't, sorry, you guys can't see, but Guy has just spun the camera around to look at his, what would you call what you're sitting in, Guy? A, a, okay, like a so playroom? Playroom? This, this, is, this is a bit of wordplay. Like we have, um, of course, in the world of um, BDSM, we have playrooms or, you know, dungeons. Oh, wow. But I don't have a dungeon. I have what you call a fungeon. Oh, it's a fun dungeon. Fun and dungeon, love it. <laughs> yes. Can you show us? So if I pick around? up my camera just now, yep. I'm mm-hmm. paying across. That's just all that. It's just my collection of um, medical instruments. All right. And the green stuff, just uranium glass. That's yep. just another little hobby I have. Okay. But then across, you come across to a collection of impact toys. Impact toys. Like, so they and look like what guy showed us is whips and things. So and what paddles. we're seeing at the moment is a black and now like a rack, like a rack that you're strapped to. It's a rack. Okay. Yes. All right. And it's so um, some people have things. things like a St. Andrew's cross. Some people like a, you know, a girder situation where they actually have pipe work. I've actually constructed a rack, which oh. is a flat piece of woodwork, which has a lattice like appearance which goes up about um eight foot Mm -hmm. which actually has multiple positions for restraints rope and um situations of yeah restraint down the bottom is a a stool um you could use it as a queening chair as another restraint point or as a spanking bench um that little black thing behind it that is a stock for ankles and wrists. That for ankles and oh, wrists. ankles yep. and wrists. Yep. Over there is a collection of ropes. Wow, it's a lot of ropes. Yep. Um, and then as we go across here, we've got a couple of bags full of other type of equipment okay. when it comes to, not, you know. Not just a couple of bags. They were suitcases. They were two they were large suitcases. suitcases you just had there. That wasn't grab your yes, little. two large suitcases, which have a varied degrees of, you know, impact toys, um, restraints. Are they kept um, in a bag? Insertion they... toys as well, um, handcuffs, 
um, you know, speculums, um, you know. Clips. Are these your grab and go bags? Um, grab and go bags. Like, are they <laughs> yeah, prepped, I'll, ready to go? I, if, if I am going to a certain event, I actually do pack a bag um, with particular items that I would like to use for that event. But mm-hmm. again, that's that's a whole that's other next episode. area that we we'll are going about. there for sure. That's Fantastic. amazing. Oh my god, Jake, yeah. thank you so and much. And at the moment, if I stand oh, yeah. up, yes, that's my actually dentist chair. Oh no way! Do you use that? Oh yeah. Wow. Radio. Because as you can see itself, it's got. Uh, restraint for the head, restraint for the arms, um, lower restraint for legs. It is cast iron, so it's very heavy. So yeah. once you actually tie someone to it, they can't get up. Wow, that's that's. I wow. have no words. I have I, so I much know, to I learn. Like, Mine's blown. But, but then again, <laughs> this is my setup. Yeah. Yeah. And I've actually learned through a lot of professional people where their setups. Mm-hmm dwarf this to wow. an extent that you would never oh, ever I'd believe. love to see that we need to see that we need to see yeah. that yep yes. we're gonna we're gonna talk to you and we're gonna find out how we can set that up i want to see the best of the best the elite is what i want to see um i will i can introduce <laughs> you to the elite damn, damn excellent so guy thank you so much for coming on um and opening our eyes to to all, all of Holly's. this all pollies you've educated us beyond what i thought we were even going to talk about and um thank you for sharing if if our listeners are interested in in further pursuing this where they can go to at least connect with someone who can guide them along a bit further again but um yeah i just want to say thank you so much for coming on again guys if this is something that you have liked please give us a rating um please connect with us if there's something you want us to explore a bit further please by all means um us a line yeah chuck us a line and let us know if you are interested in beginning or extending your own toy situation please head over to our website it's www.theochua.com.au again we've got blogs we've got um uh we've just got products for sale sale, um some fun instagram posts connect on there we've even got some um, like a community page where you can connect or find some extra support and things like that. But um, head on over there as well. But oh, but even now I'm gonna I'm getting interested about this now. So I'm gonna get <laughs> into this myself. This sounds yeah. good. Sure. Um, but thanks so much, guy. We'll leave it there and um, yeah. we'll chat to you. We're gonna on chat to you for on sure. another episode, and we're gonna explore kink. So stay tuned, guys. Have a great. No worries week. at all. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thanks, guy.